All right, evening, 4.51. I think I just did three Pomodoros. So that's why I want to do this podcast, because I'm on a roll here. So I did 3,000 words. I finished a chapter. So learning, writing, learning experience. I don't know if I can be a writing coach, because it's uh, it's not easy. It's 69 degrees. That's not bad for the evening here. The sun's going down. On this Thursday, December 5th. So I feel pretty good. I got three Pomodoros in, 3,000 words. And mathematically, because I'm an analytical dude, I uh, I would normally get a little bit more than that. And uh, But I didn't. But it just seemed to flow. I was in the flow. Did three Pomos, Pomodoros. Kept it rolling. And... Uh, finished the chapter. So it was a nice break, a natural break. So if you're a writing coach, if you're listening to this, um, you know, there's guidelines, but you got to find your own. What I'm, I had, and the coaches know this already. The coaches just want us to get going, right? It's like when I go to the gym and uh, the guy shows me how to do bench press or something or some other kind of exercise. I'm not going to get it perfect, right? It's just general guidelines. And then you get it, you get better at it as you go. So I did go to the gym first, got a workout in, but then I came home, got ready. I said, okay, I'm going to get this writing thing doing. And my, my writing coach is probably like, dude, you know. But it's, it's writing must be a spiritual thing too. because, And maybe it's just because of the subject, right? Because I'm not writing a fiction book or a novel, right? So it's it's my brain dumping out, trying to describe a process I've gone through and getting to this uh, this point of um, this Holy Spirit thing. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, uh, this is like live uh, rollout of what I'm up to. And uh, so this particular chapter was, um, I, I do this read a chapter a day thing, and I'm kind of hitting on some highlights early on, like Acts is the first book I read. And there's, it jumped out of me in my readings that Acts chapter 19, verse 2, Paul asked, well, first of all, the, Apollos is a teacher that's passing through these areas and Luke writes this down. And remember Luke's writing stuff. He's telling a story. He's writing, you know, he thought this stuff out. He talked to Paul. He's like, what's the history? What's, what's important? What do we need to tell people? Right? What do we, what do we need to tell people about? Uh, first Luke writes the gospel of Luke. So he explains things about Jesus himself, but now Acts, he's doing like the part two and he's kind of saying, well, what happened after that? And there was an Apollos guy who's, who's taught accurately about Jesus. And I, I haven't heard many messages on this, but uh, Priscilla and Aquila came and explained to them him the way more fully. And it turns out what that means is, is he, he taught accurately about Jesus, but in the next chapter, that was the end of 18, we find out, well, what was, what was Apollos missing? You know? Well, he's teaching accurately, but what was he missing? And 
it turns out it's this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think that most of the churches I've been in, they just avoid talking about it because of Reformation concepts of uh, we got to separate ourselves from these other churches and define our doctrines. And this Pentecostal thing, there's a whole church that believes in more Holy Spirit Pentecostal things. And I've always just kind of shied away from them and I'm not interested in joining them. Um, <laughs> but theoretically, you, someone might say, well, why not? Why don't you just join them? And I'm like, because I, I just, it's the Reformation. See, all I just have, I just, it just seems so reasonable and logical that the Roman Catholic Church was it. And yeah, they had some issues in the 1400s. They've always had issues, but it was basically one church. And then Martin Luther comes along and they, we have this split off and all kinds of things start happening 500 years ago. And so we're kind of messed up. And we also messed up with the um, what do you call it? Messed up with the number of different churches. Hi. Hey. So you, did you just come down from Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we get down, uh, we're, we're doing a, a charity. Uh, we, we went uh, hike down to Grand Canyon and back up. You did that already? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. For a charity, uh, hiking, it's called Hiking for Hope. It's uh, helping uh, sex trafficked women in Nepal. Oh, great. Uh, we had a group of like 32 people and we raised like, I don't know, so far about $110,000. Were they from uh, Minnesota or are they from yeah. Arizona? Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, are you from St. Paul, Minneapolis area? Are you? Okay. I've that's John. My neighbor does. He works at Medtronic. All right. I'm back on the road. I took a little break there talking to Kevin and Janet. I got to remember that KJ, Kevin and Janet. They are the VRBO people in the neighborhood. So you got to know your VRBO people because I think that's our, one of our futures income streams we can do it we can do it man we can do it they're going to help us so that's great i like the idea this is a beautiful area folks so if you want to do a, a vrbo at buddy's owners arizona schnoodle walks house we'll even let you bring your dogs you can even i'll even show you how to walk bud what a deal huh <laughs> walking bud and uh, I think I was just talking about Pentecostal, and Kevin said he was raised Pentecostal. I probably could have kept the podcast going, but it was, they were sitting at their front porch, and I was a little bit far away, so I was kind of shouting. I don't know if we would have heard them anyway. So That's the schnoodle walks, man. Bud, he's ready to go. He's patient. Didn't bark. It was like a 15-minute pause. So yeah, good information exchange. Got to have that information exchange. 
And uh, so, yeah, social regulation and social awareness. There we go. Using my emotional intelligence skills. I got those. I'm just like, personally, like I said before, personal self-awareness needs some improvement. So let's work on that. All right. So I was writing, right? Three Pomodoros, 3,000 words. And finished a chapter. So the chapter is about how I got to the question that's right there in the Bible about did you receive the Holy Spirit? And um, so, yeah, it's good. I don't, you know, I wrote it, thought about it, put, put my thoughts in there. I'm going to keep going. So, what is it? I've been like on a roll here every day, a little bit of writing. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, I, I got sidetracked on that VRBO home away thing, which is exciting. And so how do I get back? What's in it for you? Well, I'm kind of, or what, so what, so what? I guess you talk to people, learn stuff. And some of you are entrepreneurs on the internet and it's pretty whiz-bangy, whiz-bang internet stuff. And you do connect with people, but there's a barrier. There are barriers that you, the computer presents. They're not real big, but... But on the other hand, I think the barriers aren't so big that uh, the, the benefits far, far, far outweigh the barriers. And, and because you just can't meet some people if you didn't have this uh, internet Zooming conference calling stuff that we've got now. So there's a lot of early adopters. So I don't, I can't tell if I'm an, if I'm ready for you to say, okay, boomer, or if you're, if you're just like, yeah, yeah, get with it. <laughs> now, what I, what I'm saying is there's a psychological profile of, of people that are open to carry on conversations through computer screens and people sitting at desks with, uh, Ear, earbuds on, right? It's like a subculture that we developed. And, and that subculture, I think, is growing and growing and growing. Because just think of the benefits. Like I say, this coach was in Houston. I never would have met her ever, right? Met her through Facebook and some connection things. And then she moves to Colorado. But nothing changes. Maybe better, you know? Maybe it's better. And uh, I did take the opportunity to meet in person just because I'm like, I'm old school. I'm a boomer, right? Okay, boomer. So at least she accommodated that uh, meeting in Winter Park because I was chasing tail, chasing airplanes. Uh, which, by the way, there was a news story about Cabela's in Sydney, Nebraska, which I guess is only two hours from Denver. But there was a bad man, a bad man, <laughs> some hedge fund dude in New York intervened with uh, 
Cabela's and uh, influenced, let's say, the sale to Bass. What is it called? Something Bass Outlets or something. I forget. But Sydney was the home of Cabela's. And the, I was on the way at Winter Park. I was on the way to Grand Junction, Colorado, because there was an airplane there that I needed to find. It was a mysterious, a very mysterious airplane that the tail, the chasing tail guy would chase down. And uh, made it to the Grand Junction Airport, not knowing what I'd find. Ask a few questions. Oh, yeah, here's the guy's phone number, you know. And Grand Junction is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I just, I'm just following the map. I'm just chasing the t- tail number. And uh, so I, the guy was nice enough. The pilot comes out. He's like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't planning on being at the hangar today, you know. Uh, but uh, I'll come out and talk to you. So the guy comes out and talks to me. And it's like a cowboy almost. It's like a cowboy. But he's a pilot for a Challenger 300. <laughs> this community of corporate jet pilots is hilarious. But he he try he said something like, yeah, I used to fly for Cabela's. And I'm like, well, but I've heard of Cabela's. We got Cabela's down here in Phoenix. But I didn't know any of the story, right? This is like a year and a half ago. He's like, oh, I used to fly for Cabela's. And so there's the subculture of corporate pilots is like, uh, you get a gig, like some mega wealthy dude or a corporation, like Cabela's buys a plane. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, we want a plane, we want to be able to fly here and here. Well, you got to have a pilot, right? You got to have a hangar. You got to have all kinds of stuff, you know. You know, you can't get away with just spending $20 million for the plane. I mean, that's just the starter. That's the entry fee, man. <laughs> you got to get pilots, hangers, fuel. Woo expensive stuff right so i just but i remember that i remember him saying cabela's and, I, and it's like okay well i'm trying to sell you some uh engine maintenance stuff so let me uh, uh nice to know about cabela's but i'm glad you're out here in grand junction you're out here now grand junction so anyways this week i saw a uh, news story about how this this uh this tough as nails hedge fund guy in New York bought a percentage of uh, Cabela's and got on the board or something. And I, I didn't get the full story, but it sounds almost like the guy um, did it on. He, he bought enough of Cabela's so that he could sell it to bass outlets or something or whatever the bass one is. You know, it's a bass thing, sports thing. So meanwhile, customers they don't know what's going on but i guess it really screwed up this sydney the town of sydney nebraska because there was like all kinds of people working for cabela's and it just screwed up the whole thing and i'm not crusading i don't say what's right or wrong i'm just observing and i just thought well i got a little i got a little connection i'm like oh well that's why the pilot left cabela's because they probably were bought out by the bass outlet thing and so they probably sold their corporate jet you know so he had to move on man so now he's with another i think he's flying for a hedge fund guy though coincidentally so he's one employee of cabela's that's like well 
I got skills, man. I can fly these Challenger 300 corporate jets, man. I got skills. So I guess I'll move on over here to Grand Junction, Colorado and fly this hedge fund manager's plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. Abundance thinking, love everyone always. We love those hedge fund guys, right? Uh, they probably don't think anyone loves them because maybe some of them are assholes, right? So, but we don't know. We don't know. So, we keep our distance. We uh, we just fly their planes for them, okay? Just doing my job. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I don't know. Why did I get on that? Oh, because of Winter Park. And meeting someone. Meeting a internet personality in person. So that's good. I needed that. I need that was something I needed to do just because I'm old school. I'm a boomer. Right? So that worked out fine. Fine, fine, fine. So what else we got? Yeah, I wore sunglasses, and now, because I was gabbing so much, I thought I would be home before it got dark. So now I'm, we're in, I think, civil twilight or astronomical twilight. It's still a little bit light out, but I'd rather not have sunglasses. But, so, so be it. It's all good. It's all good, man. And it's December, what did you say, 5th? And it's pretty comfortable out here. It was 69, so walking out here is pretty comfortable, and people are outside their homes. We're, we're more sociable here. Because you might be in a, a winter state, snow state, and you start bundling up, so you're, like, going in, inside. You're starting to hibernate. And we're just we're just starting to get outside and enjoy it. So that's where we're at. And, uh, yeah. So what else kind of comes to mind is my wife was pretty stressed yesterday when she couldn't find her purse. And that was Wednesday. And uh, so I had a, an element of maturity growth in my own life to just remain calm and and uh, and and be empathetic, because I know when I lose stuff, it gets a little bit panicky, right? So, for those of you that lose stuff, you can—I'm sure you can relate to that. And she was uh, just trying to figure out where did I leave the purse? Where did I leave it? And I'm like, well, okay. She thought back. It was Monday. She was teaching in a substitute teacher. She thinks it's the school, but the school's closed now. And, and uh, so it's then she had to wait. And, was thinking about canceling credit cards and everything. I was like, well, let's just let's calm, let's not calm down, but let's let's wait. Let's let's just see if till tomorrow. I, you know, you probably think it's the school, so let's wait till the school opens up this morning and let's not cancel any credit cards yet. Because that's a hassle, right? And all that credit card stuff. So it turns out the purse was found. Excellent. 
low that that's a, a big stress off your mind right? so it's kind of like a heroic event so remember we're talking about heroes overcoming challenges right so i guess i was a little bit of a guide there calming guide and being more empathetic not something that i naturally just fall into some people just do that naturally that's good i have to i have to actually think about it more or i notice that i don't i've i've changed or matured a little bit to to be a little kinder but in my head it's like uh it's just who i am you know so i'm like as far as like i have to actually get better at stuff like that that comes naturally to a lot of other people true confessions of jerkism, yeah, and uh, is that in some ways that's kind of like self awareness, a little improvement. So, I guess I improved just by taking the test. I took the test, I'm doing crappy on self awareness, but I'm already making improvements just by just a little bit, a little bit micro generosities, right. Micro generosity. So, bud, we walked. Did we walk ourselves into a trap here? I don't know. What do we got going on? But we're kind of back, not a trap, but we're like back in the in a uh, corner. But you, you chose it, bud. So, I guess we're going to have to make it work. And, uh, okay, we can't stop at every bush, bud. Come on. Otherwise, we'll never you know, get home. We won't get home. So, yeah, nice, comfortable walk today. Um, writing and moving forward. So, the... Uh, Christmas lights are coming out. We have a lot of these uh, laser things that you shine. You put a big electronic thing out in your front yard and it shines onto your house instead of like putting up lights. So I kind of like it. I'm looking at one right now. It's got the green and red lights, laser lights, just bouncing off and making patterns and moving. So in some ways, it's more interesting than just a string of lights on a house. But like purists, there's always this concept of like, well, that wasn't that wasn't didn't, that wasn't very hard. You didn't have to get on a ladder or anything. All you did is put a light in your front yard, and you know you bought an eighty dollar laser light thing. You know, and some people are like, well, that's not that's all. That's you got to go old school, man. You got to get the ladder out, almost kill yourself falling off the ladder stringing up lights. I mean, that's old school, right? So this is change. So I, I don't mind the light. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I might bow humbug like, oh, you got to put up the lights. You got to string them up above the, the house. You just got to do it. I'm, I'm down with the uh, laser light. Just shine the light on the house. That's good. And here's a doggy. Hi. Oh, row, row, row. Hi. Okay, guys, let's go. The dogs are barking.
What are you doing, bud? What are you doing? So, um, I did the morning podcast. I'm just going to keep this one short. I don't often just end them early, but I'm, I guess I'm ran out of stuff to talk about again. Maybe I should try to do that. Just podcast all the time. And then my podcast will get shorter because I don't have anything to say. <laughs> but uh, we love you, whoever's listening. You're not there. The so what is a walkie dog. Find some enjoyment, peace, and that. And go do some micro generosity. Just a little bit of micro generosity. That's, that's my lesson. I'll see if I can keep doing it. Keep doing the micro-generosity. All right, everybody, have a great uh, day. And uh, let's see when this happens again. I'm not sure when we'll do this again. Bye-bye. Grace, mercy, and peace.